verse number one, you'll find these words. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Look at your neighbor, neighbor. This morning, this morning, our pastor, our pastor, is going to preach from this thought. Is going to preach from this thought. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. and tear 
jerking when you hear of these things and you see them and your heart goes out, it's easy to become discouraged and at times you can almost get to the place wondering do I really have anything to be thankful for. You've gone through enough trouble, you've had enough trials, trauma, and tragedy, and you look and you wonder, is it really anything for me to be thankful for? You've lost loved ones, you've lost jobs, you've lost careers, you've lost relationships with friends, you're no longer talking to certain family members, you feel forsaken by people that you trusted, people that you poured into, turned around and betrayed you, stabbed you in the back, cut your throat, and you wonder and you look around as you survey the terrain of your own personal life and you wonder, is there really anything for me to be thankful for? I wish I had just a few, just a few real people in the house and you and you wonder and you consider the fact, the fact that how people have uh, died in your life, some have left suddenly, some have had long-term illnesses, some left here through tragedy and trauma of suicide, and you sit back and wonder, do I really have anything to be thankful, thankful for? You work on a job with people who are manipulative, people who are conniving, people who don't like you, you you're surrounded by people who claim they're your friends, but in actuality, they are really haters, and they're behind you trying to really take your place, and you wonder, is there really anything for me to be thankful, thankful for? Life has not turned out the way you thought it would turn out. Your children have not become what you thought they would become. Your, your home life is really like hell, and you're wondering, is there anything to be thankful, thankful for. I wish I had just a few real people that you've gone through enough stuff in your life that really you could stand over at the window of complaints and complain for the rest of your life. But however, as a part of those who have been purchased with a price, those who are part of that redeemed group, they have some reasons to be thankful. Regardless really of what we've had to endure, regardless of the sleepless nights we've had, regardless of how our tears have became our meat and bread, yet we have things to be thankful for. We have a whole lot if we would simply consider the words of the late great Paul Jones who says I've had some good days and I've had some bad days, but if the truth be told, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I've had some lonely days and some sleepless nights, but if the truth be told, through it all, God has been good to me. And so the psalmist in this verse, he invites us, he encourages, Jackie actually challenges us as the people of God to praise God regardless of where life has us right now. He says we have reasons to be thankful, to be thankful, matter of fact, on a daily basis, whether we are up or whether we are down, we still have reasons to be thankful. Not just at a table filled with festive food, 
food, a room filled with family, atmosphere filled with fun, high fives, and some football, but we've got some real reasons to be thankful, and they are not simply reasons that are reserved on a day of Thanksgiving where family sits around the table and talk about what you're thankful for just once a year. Actually, when we think about how good God has been and all that the Lord has done in our lives, we ought to have a daily celebration of Thanksgiving. I'm reading this psalm, as I'm reading this psalm, as I'm reading this psalm, and if you would take the time later and read this psalm on your own time, you will discover this praise is thanks for past victories, is thanks for past works, past provision, past ways that have been made. These people, they've gone through some things, Denise, they've gone through some things, and they've come through some things. They've gone through some things, and they've come through some things, and the psalmist says, oh, give thanks. They've gone through some things, and they've come through some things, and the psalmist looks back, and he considers all they've gone through, and all they've come through, and he says, oh, give thanks. But this is not just reserved for the people of that day or the people in this text, because there are those of you who sit in this room and who are watching online today that you have gone through some things and you've come through some things. The doors that he has opened, ways that he has made, victories in some impossible situations, and the Lord has done some great things in your life, and so the psalmist calls us to remember what God has already done. And he says, when you glance back over your shoulder and look at all that God has done, brought you through, he says, your response ought to be, oh, give thanks. If you would just take a moment, don't look over your neighbor's shoulder, look over your own shoulder. Look through the rearview mirror of your life and consider all that has transpired and you only come to the conclusion like the psalmist, oh, give thanks. He says, get happy about how he's been keeping you, how he's been providing for you and protecting you and tell the Lord, thank you. Matter of fact, there are some of you in here who have the testimony, you have the testimony, if it had not been for the Lord on your side. That's your testimony. If it had not been for the Lord on your side, you would have lost your mind. You would have gave up a long time ago. You would have thrown in the tile. You would have still be addicted to drugs, alcohol, pornography, and everything else. You would still be on the wrong track, headed for the path of destruction on your way to the pit of damnation. But thanks be to God, it was the Lord on your side. Is that anybody's testimony today? It had not been for the Lord on my side. You ought to lean over and tell your neighbor and wake them up and say, neighbor, had it not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be today. But then there are some other people in here that are a little bit up in age. They're older than I am, but yet they still look good and they move good. And they got the testimony. Brown, I was young. 
for now I'm on. For I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And really what they're trying to say is all the days of my life, from the very early existence of my life, up until now, the Lord has been with me and making a way every day and every time I turned around, he kept on blessing me. They look back and they say like the psalm is old, oh give thanks. The psalmist says give thanks unto the Lord. Oh give thanks. What the psalmist really is saying to us Real briefly, what he's saying to us, he's saying to us, first of all, there ought to be some gratitude for God. This is a call for thoughtful and grateful worship. If he's your God, give thanks. And really, it is, it is, this is inclusive of everybody who is in the crowd, the old and the young. Male and female, all give thanks. And, and Terry, this verb was predominantly used to express one's public proclamation or declaration that is their confession of God's attributes and his works. He said, you know what? You ought to just thank him and rejoice because of his attributes. He is, he is immutable. That is, he does not change. He doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He says in Malachi, I am God, and I change, and I change not. But not only is he immutable and does not change, he is faithful. That you can always depend on God. He is faithful. He is reliable. He is dependable. But he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's ever-present. He's just. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's loving. He alone is God. He is the sovereign creator, and he is worthy to be praised. And when you consider all of his attributes of who he is, it will cause you to be thankful that God is your God. He said, not only his attributes, but Toho, he says, because of his, his work, his work, his work, he is worthy to be praised. And when you read the rest of this song, it begins to talk about his work, his, his creative work of how he brought everything into existence, this self-existing God, this God who nobody made, who was here before everything and will be here after everything. This God who is above all, in all, through all, and over all. This God, he is the self-existing God, and you ought to remember his work, his creative work, how he brought everything in to be just through his his word, he was able to bring in his creative work, how he made you in his own image. He did not make us like a rat, a snake, a chicken, or a rooster, but he made us in his own image. But then you ought to remember his uh, conquering work, 
the work that he has done in conquering enemies, conquering obstacles in your way, conquering opposition that has been in your way. Remember his creative work, his conquering work, but remember his work that he did at Calvary, that Friday that Jesus died and early God raised him from the dead just so the price and the penalty and the punishment could be settled for your sins and mine, but remember his continual work because after he ascended to be back with the Father, he sits at the right hand of the Father where he makes intercession for you and I. That is his continual work, but remember his coming back work because he went away to prepare a place and he says, I'm coming back to receive you unto myself and where I am, you may be also, you've got to remember all of his works and when you think about all of his works, it ought to cause you to be thankful and rejoice and praise his name. But then if that don't move you, if that don't get you, then just think about the work that he has done in your own personal life that has been personally directed toward you and your household. And when you think about that, it ought to cause you to want to give God some thanks. Don't act like where you are and what you have that God didn't do it. When you get to where you got to, don't act like you made it there because you were a self-made man and a self-made woman and by your own bulldog determination, you got to where you are. No, had it not been for the Lord opening doors, touching the hearts of people to hire you in the first place, you wouldn't be where you are. So you got to remember, had it not been for the Lord opening this door, to give him him thanks for all that I have accomplished, all that I have achieved, all that I have aspired to do, had it not been for the Lord's hand making a way and doing what he did, you ought to look back and say, oh, give thanks. Oh, you don't feel like you got anything to be thankful for. Yes, I got you. You don't feel like you got anything to be thankful for. I don't care if you're young or old. Some of you got a job, you ought to be thankful. Some of you have a career, you ought to be thankful. Just look around, you got family, you have sons, you have daughters, you have a wife, you have a husband, your mother is 80, 90, but yet she's still here. You got stuff to be thankful for. You come here, young person, you've been playing football this year, you've been playing running track, you've been playing basketball, and you ain't had an injury all year long. There have been school shooting after school shooting, but ain't been one at your school. You got something to be thankful for. You made the honor roll. You got little children that's going to get out of school on Friday and won't be able to eat again until they get back to school on Monday. But yet you got food on your table every time you go to the kitchen. Oh, get thanks. Tell me, I know that's right. I got more to be thankful for than I got to complain about. Yes, I've gone through some stuff. Truth be told, God has still been good to me. Be more thankful. We would be more thankful, girl, if we would be more thoughtful. If we would just have the time to sit and begin to think about all he's done, it would cause us to be more thankful for what he has done. And since he is immutable, Green, and he does not change, that means if he made a way yesterday, he can make a way today. And whatever I face in the future, he'll still be 
give thanks? He said, there ought to be some gratitude for God. I ought to have some gratitude. We ought to be grateful for what the Lord, the Lord has done. We ought to be grateful. But then he says, he says, you ought to consider and give thanks for the goodness of God. He is goodness at its best. All he does is good. We have seen and tasted his goodness. And the psalmist says, if you've seen it and tasted it, then you ought to magnify the Lord. He is the source of all good. He is good of good. He's the sustainer of good. He is the rewarder of good. And regardless of how it may look at times, God is still, is still good. Regardless of how it may look at times and how we view life through the spectacles of our human existence, uh, yet God is still, is still good. When life gets difficult, you have to remind yourself that God, that God is good. Why is that, Pastor? The reason is, is because we have an enemy. And the enemy of our soul, that old dragon, the, the, the deceiver, the father of lies will try to whisper in your ear that if God is really that good, then why is he allowing you to suffer and suffer so long? So what he will try to do is get you and I to doubt the goodness, the goodness of God. That's why Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter says you have to be on alert. You have to be on alert because he is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And when he comes after you to try to devour you, he's not necessarily coming in a violent way. Even though he uses the picture of a roaring lion, he's not coming after you growling and barking, but he's sneaky and he's clever and he wants you to doubt what God has said in his word. And Peter says you've got to be on alert and you've got to keep telling yourself even when you are in the valley that God is good. When life is closing in and has you hemmed in, you have to remind yourself that God is is still good. Peter says you've got to resist what the enemy is trying to get you to think and stand firm in your faith knowing the God of all grace will perfect you, he will settle you, and he will strengthen and establish you. You've got to remember that he cares for you. Regardless of the day, whether it's a dark day, or a bright day. Whether it's difficult or easy. Whether it brings problems, temptation, or you got clear sailing and you're headed for cloud nine. You got to give thanks for his, his goodness. And if you just sit back and think about it, you have to admit God has been good. He's been good to you. His power has lifted your burdens. His peace has calmed your worries. His joy has balanced your pain. And his strength has carried you through. 
I think I'll say that again. His power has lifted your burdens. When you thought you were going under and you couldn't lift it yourself, his power lifted your burdens because he knew just how much you could take and he knew just when to step in and lift up your heavy load. You had worries in your life. You didn't know how this was going to happen, how that was going to work out. And it caused you to worry. It caused you to fret. Even though the Bible says that we all not worry, you had some worries in your life. And his peace came in that surpasses all understanding and it calmed your worries. Is there anybody here that you know something about the peace of God? And then his joy balanced your pain. Your heart was broken. Your mind was confused. You had some pain going on in your life. But yet he came in and he gave you enough joy to help balance your joy with your pain. So you can say like Frankie Beverly, joy and pain. Sunshine and rain. I got to have both. I wish I had somebody in here. Because if I, every day was a good day, I wouldn't appreciate the days when I'm going through and the Lord brings me. I wish I had somebody here. He can't afford to let you always have a good day in your eyesight because he's got sense enough to know that he would probably never hear from a whole lot of us. If every day was a good day, if every day was a sunshine day, I wish I had somebody here. But every now and then, he allows a little rain to fall in our lives. Every now and then, he allows some trouble to be stirred in our lives. But the good news is, through it all, God is, tell your neighbor, he's still good. Whatever you're going through, he's still good. Wherever you are, he's still good. Whatever you're going to face tomorrow, he's still good. Whatever you're waiting for to come in the mail, and you don't know how it's going to turn out, tell your neighbor, he's still, he's still, he's still good. So don't be gratitude for God. Lord, be thankful for the goodness of God. But Dr. Allen, he said you ought to be thankful for the grace of God. His goodness is seen in his mercy. It's new every morning. He doesn't give us stale leftover mercy. Thank you. He goes into heaven's kitchen and he makes up a new batch of mercy every day. You know what? I, I like some Jiffy cornbread. But ain't nothing like it when it comes right out the oven and it's nice and hot. And it's fresh. I wish I had somebody here. My mama used to bake cakes in the kitchen. You know, you couldn't run around because they said the cake might fall. And, and they get a broomstick and they stick it in there and make sure that it's done, make sure you know, dough coming out on it. But it wasn't nothing like when she make a cake and then she have a little leftover and she make a little bitty sample cake and then it's nice and hot and warm. The other one, she got to wait for it to cool so she can put icing on it. But this one has no icing on it, but it's freshly baked. It's good. It's good. That's what the Lord does. He Every morning, he meets us with brand new, brand new mercy. It's nothing like the mercy of the Lord. His love never quits. His faithful love endures forever. He loves us from, from everlasting to everlasting. Woo! He loves us with an everlasting love from everlasting to everlasting. That means that regardless of what happens along the way, he loves you anyway. 
technically that's good news, that he loves you anyway. Listen, if he doesn't retract his mercy. Well, well maybe, maybe you don't know what mercy is. Mercy is God holding back what you really deserve. You see, you see grace is him giving you what you don't deserve. Mercy. Here's that thing coming that you really deserve. But mercy pulls it back in. His mercy is holding back. And if the truth be told, what we really deserve is justice. Judgment. Punishment. To be wiped out. To be done away with. But in the midst of our foolishness, our selfishness, our mistakes, our missteps, our ungodly hangouts, our unholy habits, and our hellish ways, he didn't wipe us out. But he had mercy on us. And here we are, and he gave us another chance. I wish I had somebody here. And the psalmist says, his mercy endureth forever. Now what I like about this, when you read this psalm, every verse, at the end of every verse, it says, and his mercy endureth forever. It is repeated in every verse, his mercy endureth forever. It seemingly for every situation, his mercy endureth forever. Through every trial, through every trouble, his mercy endureth forever. And what I like about this, not only is his mercy repeated in this psalm, but his mercy has been repeated, has been repeated in our lives. Every time you've gone through something, God has had mercy on you. That's why we can sing that song, I've been through danger, seen, and unseen, because there's some stuff that you should have seen, and some stuff that should have came your way, but in his mercy, he decided to keep it away from you. I wish you had a witness here. If it wasn't for his mercy and his compassion that endures forever, none of us in here could ever sing the song, Redeemed. None of us in here could ever get excited and start shouting about heaven, golden streets, and walls of Jasper and see the man who died for us. None of us could be in here this morning giving thanks and shouting and celebrating if it were not for the Lord's mercy. And I know a whole lot of y'all sitting up here looking all crazy right now. Take off your halo and go put your wings back in the car because everybody in here done had enough missteps and mistakes and done hung out in a whole lot of un places, and I ain't talked about before you were saved, I've talked about since you've been saved. You've been to some ungodly hangouts, you got some unholy habits, and you still got some hellish ways, but because of his mercy, oh, give thanks! His mercy. Because everybody in here, tell your neighbor, everybody in here, you got some stuff in your life that you don't ever want the cover to come off. I wish I had somebody up in here. Everybody tell the neighbor he ain't talking about you. He talking about me. Everybody in here tell your neighbor everybody. We all been somewhere. We've all done some stuff. But the good news is 
too many things for granted. Like he had to do it. He had to wake you up. He had to put food on your table. We take things for granted because we got it so good and we forget who really has made it all possible. And I'm reminded of a story of a man and his wife who were out in Atlantic City and they had just finished eating at a five-star restaurant, eating a five-course meal. They had steak and lobster. They had caviar and shrimp cocktail. They had bread pudding. They had creme brulee. They had some champagne. And they had whatever else they desired. And as they were leaving, walking down the pier, they saw an old man who looked like a street person sitting on the side of the road. And this man was digging through the trash and he pulled out what looked like a yellow McDonald's wrapper and he opened it up, sat down on the curb and when he unfolded the paper, he looked at it and laid it out nice and neat. He took off his hat, he bowed his head, looked up toward heaven and gave God thanks and then did a cross across his chest before he ate and the man thought about it. Me and my wife just had steak and lobster at a Michelin star restaurant. We had champagne, we had caviar, we had the best of waiters. The ambiance was on point, the service was excellent, and we ate our food and so busy talking to one another. We forgot to bow our heads and give God thanks for that man on the side of the road can thank him for a half-eaten bubbled up hamburger that surely everybody in here that woke up this morning with a roof over your head you ought to say oh give thanks everybody who woke up and had a suit to put on you ought to say oh give thanks everybody who woke up and you were in your right mind oh give thanks you got the activity of your
be whores, they may have laryngitis, they may be that way from birth, or it may be an illness that has taken away their voice. But he said, let it. 